I ran Michigan. I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking nudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. I just them. We'll see. everyone and welcome to episode Frank Finnegan of Elite Sun's Brain. For this episode we have a very special episode planned for you because for the first time ever we have a guest and it is our very good friend at Oily Gifts on Twitter. How are you doing today? I'm doing great because I'm on my favorite podcast and the only <laughs> hockey podcast I listen to so... <laughs> That is such an honor for today. It is like also Elite Oilers Brain, we will call it. Like that might be the title of this episode. We'll see, but like Oily Brain. Perfect. Yeah. So I was saying also like before we start recording, like it'll be nice to like obviously the Suns are awesome and are winning the cup, but it will be nice to cover a team that like um is actually in the playoffs. (laughs) So that'll be really cool. The Suns are in the playoffs in my heart. Actually, I can't, I feel like you guys would be too powerful if the Sens were in the playoffs, so. That's real. They, like, keep losing to keep us down. They love to silence women, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were also saying that we planned this guest appearance before the first round started, and we're a little bit stressed that the Oilers might get eliminated in the first round. So we're very, very glad that um, this episode actually involves ongoing playoff talk and not our friends coming here to be sad about her team being eliminated. Yeah, I think yeah. if that had happened, I would have just, it would have been silence for me. Like, I wouldn't have said it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fair. <laughs> but I had hope, so I knew for the podcast that they would make it just because of this, so. Yeah, I think, like, someone told Leon Dreisaitl about this podcast, like, like recording and he was like okay like I need to step it up just kidding he was like already stepped it up but like he has been like insane like we can talk about that maybe like how insane Leon Dreisaitl has been oh true but that's like playoff Leon Dreisaitl is like better than Gretzky like I think that's true like the stats actually back that up um I don't have actual sources but I think it's true like and also even last playoffs where he was like injured and he was still breaking records so even like McDavid is like yeah he's the best player in the world in the playoffs so true exactly and like okay if you guys follow me on Twitter you will know I'm trying to forge like a Sens Oilers alliance mostly because I'm just like obsessed with oily gifts so like I'm like we like we gotta like have an alliance on Twitter but like for Sens fans listening like Last last playoffs, Leon Dreisaitl literally like carried his team on one leg. Sound familiar? Like <laughs> that's literally Eric Carlson as well. So like there's like a basis for this. Like they're the they're the sons of the West. I like actually believe this. True. And also because people hate Vegas, but then a lot some people hate the Oilers too. But I feel like if they can beat Vegas, that's very sense of them because Vegas is the enemy. So Exactly. They would be sensing Vegas in a way. Yeah. And I also forget that there's like sense fans other than you guys because we're like, we make this alliance and then I'm like, wait, there's like annoying people that are not part of this and also annoying others fans that I don't associate with. And this alliance is just for us and also the actual team. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like if you're annoying, you're not part of the alliance. And yeah. it's great because it's annoying people. you are the only Oilers fan I know. And so as far as I know, Oilers Twitter doesn't extend beyond you, right? Like, it's just you. Yeah, I'm actually just speaking for them, like, but like not for the weirdos, but <laughs> for the five other good people. Exactly. The weirdos, like, uh, that's the other reason why, like, there should be an alliance. Because, like, we both have, like, such weirdos. Sorry, I guess, like, <laughs> that's mean. But the people who are, yeah. like, going to be offended by that, like, aren't going to be listening yeah. to this. So it's fine. So and they don't yeah. think it's them. So they'll be listening and exactly. they'll be like, oh, yeah, they're such weirdos. But they don't realize they're the weirdos. So Exactly. Yeah. We're off to a great start insulting our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. If you're listening, we're not talking about you. Yeah. It's, it's all the other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we can... So hold on. I'm trying to like remember what's happened with the Oilers. Most recently, last night, they won 5-1, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Uh, Connor McDavid should have been nominated for the Selkie because he got an insane shorthanded goal. That's true. And I like... I respect Mitch Marner. I don't respect the Leafs. And I also respect Nico Hischer. I don't respect the Devils. So I don't know what's happening there. Like, if if I think Mitch Varner getting nominated for the Selkie is just because of his fans. So I think I should have tried harder to get every Oiler nominated for at least one award. And I think McDavid getting Selkie would have just been funny. Like, actually, it'd be, I've, been nom- I've been trying to campaign for Leon to get some selkie votes because a few years ago he got like two selkie votes and people (laughs) lost their minds like they were so mad and it was so funny so now that's my campaign and i'm still gonna try that every year where he makes any defensive he's on the penalty kill so you know he could get it like jim matheson like please put your vote in like i'm sorry i bully you online but (laughs) please vote for the other panel for the selkie I don't know how that got distracted from. <laughs> I just started campaigning for the Selkie, but it's perfect. That's so valid. And I firmly believe that next year, both Leon Dreisaitl and Tim Stritzla will be finalists for the Selkie. I think that's just how it's going to happen. And then they'll go yeah. up together and they'll split the trophy in half. And it'll be like a beautiful moment for the world. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're just going to like saw it in half. And then like, because they're actually like best friends. Like going, I, I can only talk about this alliance right now. But like that's another like very solid base for like the alliance. It's like Leon Dreisaitl and Tim Stutzel like, well, okay. I think Tim Stutzel is like obsessed with Leon Dreisaitl. And I think Leon Dreisaitl is like, okay, like cool. <laughs> Yeah. So that's really nice. Or like everyone always asks him in because I, I don't watch Sen's interviews. I guess I should. Um, in interviews, <laughs> they're all after like Sen's games. Yeah, I really need to. But they're like, oh, what do you think about the future? Blah, blah, blah. And they just make him feel really old. So he's always like, yeah, they're really good. Like, I don't think I have any influence on them. But then they're always <laughs> in his comments. Like Maurice Sider and Tim Stutzla are just up in his comments always. So I think we were really robbed of the German Olympic team and them oh winning gold. Like that would have been the ultimate sense Oilers alliance was them I winning I think gold. of that every day. The potential of that Olympic team, man, the vibes would have been just incredible. Yeah. And they would have sensed Canada and it would have been great. <laughs> oh, like, 100%. Literally no doubt in my mind. Yeah. But I feel like I got distracted from the game, but... This was the first game, I think, throughout the whole playoffs where the Oilers actually played how I wanted them to, which is to have a lead of, like, four goals the whole time. 
and <laughs> not stress me out because the first round they were really stressing me out because of overtime and like not to sound like a Leafs fan but like refs and stuff and <laughs> this no the refs actually are biased against the Oilers Oilers fans are allowed to complain yeah they're actually they actually hate Leon they're like jealous of him because he's better than Gretzky and Gretzky's from their generation, so that's my new conspiracy. That's a good one. Wait, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I'm actually firmly believing that now. Yeah. Gretzky has an intel with the refs. New conspiracy. That's why he was able to beat all the Okay, that's really... I feel like I shouldn't say that because I'm an Oilers fan, but I wasn't alive then, so... And I don't watch old <laughs> highlights because they seem kind of boring. <laughs> that's so real. Also, wait, why did I just forget that, like... Wayne Gretzky played for the Oilers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I feel really bad because there are some like on Oilers Twitter. There is a section of Oilers Twitter that's like older, but like they're actually nice and cool, and they're not like conservatives. And I do like them, but I feel bad because I always make them feel old because they were around when like Gretzky was on the Oilers, and I it's so hard for me not to make so many Gretzky jokes. But I try to limit it out of respect, like for my elders that I actually like, <laughs> but. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, when Gretzky was traded, I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. Like, can you believe that happened? Like, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I'm just constantly seeing Gretzky hate on the timeline because I follow so many Capitals fans, and every time Ovechkin, everything, every time Ovechkin does anything, uh, everybody starts talking shit about Gretzky. So actually, I, it just like doesn't phase me when you do it as well. I. It doesn't register as strange. Like, he, he's one of the only hockey players to have, like, name recognition. So I think it's okay mm-hmm. for us to make fun of him. Because yeah. he's fine. Like, he's chilling. <laughs> he's doing he's doing whatever. Like Yeah. He's in those commercials with McDavid. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's fine. And he did that one interview with McDavid, like, GQ. And I couldn't watch it. Like, I just screenshotted <laughs> some parts for meme purposes. But I couldn't sit through that. Like... Someone tell me if it was good. Like, I wouldn't know. (laughs) On the topic of this alliance, I want to say, I think that an alliance between the Sens and the Oilers will not be popular with a lot of Sens fans. So I wanted to have a, like, discussion here about the concept of Canada's team. Because for any, like, non-Canadians listening to this, this is kind of this idea that because no Canadian NHL teams have won the cup in a little while. Um, It's like all there's this idea that like all Canadians should be rooting for a Canadian team to win the cup. And a lot of mostly casual fans, I'll be honest, um, get like hop on the bandwagon of whichever Canadian team is left in the playoffs and now basically in my mind the Oilers are Canada's team because we all know that the Leafs are getting eliminated soon so those Canada's team narratives are definitely going to be taking off and do you think that Canada's team is like a real thing that we should be following you know um okay so last year I remember last year when the Oilers were the only ones like left that people would say that and people would get very angry and we're like no they're not Canada's team like how dare you and it was like I get if you're a Flames fan because like if if the Flames were the last team left obviously I would not cheer for them but I wouldn't I'm a hater I wouldn't cheer for a lot of teams but (laughs) like it's I don't think I think the Leafs should be Canada's team 
because I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the last team <laughs> left. So I think the Leafs should burden that because they're already used to like, you know. But also when I was more of a casual and like I wasn't paying attention as much, I would do this. I would be like, oh, I'm rooting for whichever Canadian team is left. And it's like, it. I feel like you can only do that now if you're part of the Sens Oilers Alliance. I feel like otherwise I don't care if you're rooting for the Oilers because as you know, I'm trying to make them the underdogs. So they're not Canada's team. They're like, a hidden team that no one knows about like yeah they're really like indie underground team like you only know if you know essentially yeah exactly like yeah you have to really look into them to know what's going on like <laughs> yeah like who is this exactly. leon drysaddle person no idea yeah exactly like who knows no one knows <laughs> i feel like it's easier for me to do the canada's team thing when it's like not like a team in the east because it's like since I'm obviously a Sens fan it's like I think last year I was also an Oilers like fan for the bandwagon not because it's like I wanted a team in Canada to win just because I was like they are the team I most want to win um but like if it was like obviously the Leafs no the Habs I think I rooted for them in the bubble I'm sorry no one wow. like <laughs> unfollow me on Twitter I'm sorry Brianna don't like cancel the podcast with me but I think like I did root for the Habs but I think it's just easier when there's like that, like they're not in the same like division. So it's like, or like the com- the same conference even. So it's like way easier to do it, I think. And I do find it easier to root for the Canucks when they were in the bubble because they were just mm-hmm. likable. It just Canucks fans that are annoying and like for some reason hate the others, even though there's no rivalry here because you guys are like kind of irrelevant. So like, <laughs> why, why are you trying, just like have fun. Like, why do you hate fun? And so <laughs> I was rooting for them to get Bedard until they like started being haters. And I'm like, okay, I hope Bedard goes to Columbus. <laughs> so. I feel like the Oilers-Canucks rivalry would really take off if the Canucks got Bedard and there was like a Bedard versus McDavid rivalry within the division. But um, I kind of feel like the more there is hype around this Canada's team concept, the more it creates a rivalry between all the teams. Because, okay, personally, I used to be a Canada's team person until I got a lot more into the Sens. And then I was like, no, I need the Sens to be Canada's team. Like, the Sens need to be the team that has the glory of being the first Canadian team to win the Cup since you know, the last one that the Habs won that was before I was even born. So it doesn't count. Right. And now it's like every time I like, it feels like every playoffs, I'm like rooting against the other Canadian teams. Cause I'm like, no, the Sens are Canada's team. The Sens are going to do this. So with the Oilers, I'm like, you know what? If another Canadian team is the one to break the curse, I would be okay with it being the Oilers, but I can't fully bandwagon the Oilers I'm so sorry no that helps my thing where they're (laughs) super unlikable from the other side of the tracks and it's hard for people to understand and but I do like the concept that the true Canada's team is the one that breaks the curse so who cares like of who likes who it's just who's gonna break the curse and honestly the Habs kind of helped even break that hurdle of just making the final even though like everyone knew they weren't gonna win but i feel like that helps that helps all of us that's the real i don't know though, a lot of teams have made the finals right because like okay i guess it had been a while at that point yeah. but like yeah the Suns yeah. didn't make the finals in 2017 they were close but like 
obviously Canucks made it in 2011. Maybe this is just me exposing how long I've been like a hockey fan. But, you know, and then, you know, 2007, it was the Sens. And then 2006, it was the Oilers, 2004, Flames, right? Like, you know, I feel like Canadian teams keep making the finals and then losing in the finals, you know? True. I feel like it would just hadn't been recent. Like if they we just keep doing it every year, maybe one year it'll be one of us but hopefully it's not like the only team that i can't accept being canada's team is the flames or also the leafs but the leafs are already canada's team like for now just because i don't want the others to be but like them actually winning i can't even fathom that so like that's not even a possibility but the flames i really can't so i think the most like like terrifying thing i saw was some people's brackets were like um Leafs Oilers Stanley Cup final and it's like okay like that is like one of those outcomes is terrifying and one of them is like the best possible outcome for me this year like this year so it's like I think I'm not even a fan of either of those teams but because I'm such a hater I would be like stressed as if the Sens were in the finals yeah I can't even fathom that like that sounds like the most annoying people in the world against each other (laughs) like I'm sorry. That's like that's like, awful. Like I think the country would actually burn to the ground. Yeah, literally. <laughs> because I remember when the Oilers admin who just tweeted that, oh, they're they have better like cause some I I forget how it even started. It was obviously Toronto Media being like, Oh, are these the best four forwards or whatever in the world? And oh then my- obviously like no. <laughs> And she just tweeted some numbers and Leafs fans got so mad that it was the most annoying, like it was like the few days where that happened was the most annoying people in the world, just all having a civil war. And that's what the final would be like. So Panthers do your thing. Like, but <laughs> yeah, that can't, that sounds really annoying. Or even when Leafs and Oilers both got to the same, it had to be on the same day. They had to like steal our thunder, but like, <laughs> They when they both made it to the second round, and then everyone's like, "Oh, Leafs and what?" I'm like, "No, we're not. We're not in an alliance. So like, don't make it a thing. Like, it's not Leafs and Oilers. These are different things going on. That's why I liked last year where only the Oilers made it. Not because I hate my Leafs fans friends, but no, you can't. I like being like. I guess that is the Canada's team thing. Yeah, you just like the attention, and you don't like being lumped in with other people. Maybe we're showing a difference between Sens fans and Oilers fans because you keep being like, I don't want the attention. I don't want pressure on them. Whereas as Sens fans, like that is a foreign concept. We're like, we need all the attention at all times. Everything has to be about the Sens. I think it's because the Sens, like, like obviously the Oilers like have like David and Dre Seidel and stuff. But like being a Sens fan, I feel like why is half of it just like trying to convince people that like it's an NHL team? Like half of it <laughs> is trying to be like, <laughs> like we're also here, which is so annoying because then like Leafs fans will be like, oh, like little brother syndrome or whatever, and it's like they're actually right, but it's like shut up about it though. But it's like more fun. Like I couldn't imagine being a Leafs fan or even a Habs fan because it's like it's too much. It's more fun to be like the underdog exactly and also Mm -hmm. to be clear the oilers despite this alliance the oilers are only our second favorite team our favorite team is whichever team is playing the leafs so right now we are massive florida panthers fans but also rooting for the oilers 
Yeah, and I also, it makes me root for the Panthers in the sense that they're like also kind of the little brother to Tampa. So, mm-hmm. or the little sister, let's be real. And True. like, they're, and also the whole ticket thing. And then Mitch Warner is like, oh, they're all loose. It's like, bro, just win a game. Like, why are you talking about tickets? <laughs> like, like, log out of Twitter or whatever your burner is. Like, why are you talking about tickets? Like, and I like Mitch Marner. So don't get me. Mitch Marner. People don't come after me. Like, he's the only one I like. So, just, yeah. That's why Panthers have their own, uh, minus the stalls. Like, they do have a good thing going that makes it easy to root for them. But them winning the two first two games doesn't help their underdog thing. So... Wait, yeah, so the Mitch Marner thing, I think I saw it was basically like he was like, oh, like when we go down the Florida, like it doesn't matter that like Leafs fans in Canada weren't able to buy tickets because like all the fans there are Leafs fans anyway. And it's like, <laughs> like you're literally down to nothing in the series. Like that's actually a hilarious thing to say. Or like, why are you even answering that? I would be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Leafs reporters also, I think Leafs reporters hate their team and do not want them to win. Because they ask them, like, really stupid stuff that I'm just like, and I can say that because, like, I feel like most Canadian reporters do not want their team to win because they'll ask the dumbest questions. And they, like, it's like, why are you asking about fans? Like, why does he care? Like, focus on the game. (laughs) Not to sound. I'm also just, like, I'm also just, like, obsessed with the way that Leafs fans have been reacting to everything on Twitter. Like, it is so funny how they will like, take the bait every single time. Like, after the Leafs won their first round series, a whole bunch of people were trying to be haters, being like, haha, Leafs fans are celebrating like they won the cup. Leafs fans, like, trying to make fun of Leafs fans for celebrating their, like, you know, series win, which is, like, kind of a silly thing to do, but that was sort of the joke behind those jokes, right? And the amount of, like, dead serious takes i saw from leafs fans being like guys it's actually okay to celebrate a first round victory like the people like leafs fans don't let these people get you down you're allowed to be excited we all have a right to be excited about this like guys guys we want you to react this way (laughs) like we're just trolling and they keep doing this every single time it is so funny to me and it was funny because I was like, I just happened to be in Toronto at that time. And I'm not doxing myself because I'm not there anymore. But <laughs> like, and it happened. And I was at a bar like watching it. And it felt like I witnessed like an exorcism because everyone <laughs> was like, like they, something came out of them. Like they were like, oh my God. And it was funny because there was also just people just eating at the place. Like they didn't know what was going on. And they're just like, what, is, what just happened? I just witnessed something like... And then I was walking down the street, like, and there were all these people in Leafs jerseys, which is also, like, a nightmare, like, and then, oh my God, yeah. and then I did hear one person be like, you know, it's just the first round. <laughs> and they were a Leafs fan, so they're part of the joke. I think the funniest part is the serious threads on Twitter being like, it's yeah. okay to be, a, like, all, I'm like, you, no one wants you to spill your guts. Like, everyone's joking. Like, you don't have to be, give a whole feel about like why you're such a good fan like yeah it's also funny because like okay as of right now the Leafs do play tonight so like this might age very poorly but as of right now they've still not won a game in the second round so it's like 
that's like still hilarious it's like sure they technically won around like, not technically i guess they literally won around but it's like w like win another game it's like i and it's like i i guess it's technically moving the goalpost because it's like people would always be like win around but it's like i feel like win a game in the second round is a very like fair thing to like request and it's like they haven't been able to pull it off yet which is so funny and okay now that it's leafs fan hater hour here i also have a call out to make because as i have said on this podcast before sorry i'm doxing myself again this is very stressful but i do live in montreal and ever since the start of the playoffs there has been a concerning amount of people walking around in Leafs jerseys. And, you know, the first few times I saw this, I was watching them carefully and I was like, oh man, they're in for it now. Like, I can't wait. You know, never thought I'd be fighting side by side with a Habs fan, but they're good. You know, the Habs fans are going to like take care of this guy. This was like, you know, after game one of the like first round series and some guys walking around in like a Tavares jersey or whatever. I can't remember what name was on the back. Right. Silence. Zero Habs fans say anything. Nobody in Montreal says anything to these fans. And it keeps happening. Like Habs fans are not heckling Leafs fans on the streets and it's very upsetting to me and every time I've like spoken to Habs fans about this or complained about like how disappointed I am in Habs fans because this would never happen in Ottawa no like any guy walking around Ottawa in a Leafs jersey would hear it from so many different people right but Habs fans are all like oh well you know, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Like, we have no ground to stand on. Uh, you know, we have to tip our hat to them. We have to respect it. Guys, you literally don't. You do not have to respect the Leafs at, in, in, under any circumstances. Like, Habs fans don't know how to be haters, except for those Habs fans who show up to every Leafs game in the opposing jersey. They're the exception. But I just need to say it on the podcast that they are not the rule. Yeah, that, yeah, on Twitter, those people are awesome. But it's, like, also, like, throwing stones from glass houses is like my favorite hobby like exactly. I don't understand like why anyone wouldn't do that it sounds like such a miserable existence like how are how are in Montreal which sounds like the most French place I actually have been there it's lovely but like you know and how are you allowed to walk around in a Leafs jersey like in Montreal like that says a lot about our society like Maybe the really? old men are right. We have gone soft. <laughs> Bring back bullying. It's like, read the hockey sweater. Like, that, <laughs> like, if you wear, like, a Leafs jersey in a, like, Montreal fan majority, like, community, like, you should be ostracized. <laughs> like, the hockey sweater what, is the blueprint. That's why I do respect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I do respect Flames fans in the sense that they are continuing to be haters. And even though <laughs> their team is just like in the trenches and they're, they're still haters. And I actually respect that because Habs fans are going soft. Like they really yeah, are. I feel like it's, it's a misunderstanding of the hater mentality to be like, oh, well, I can't hate anymore because my team is out of the playoffs. It's like, no, that's when you like kick it into high gear because it's like you've got nothing exactly. else to pay attention to. Like as soon as the like Suns got like eliminated from playoff contention, I was like, okay, now I can just focus. Like I don't have to pay attention to them winning anymore. I can just pay attention to like 
hating every other team. It's perfect. And also, it's actually harder to be a hater while you're, I know it's a really hard life, but like when your team is still <laughs> in the playoffs, then I have to be very selective about my haterisms because I can't just be a, you know, it's bad karma. So I can't just like hate on everyone. I have to be very selective about it. But when your team is out, then you can just hate everyone. <laughs> yeah, like there's not, like nothing's going to happen to the sense now. I don't think you should be selective. I think when the Suns make the playoffs, I will be hating every single round. In 2017, I was a hater from start to finish. I did not worry about karma or jinxes or anything. Don't ask how that ended. But, you know, um, I think that you should never refrain from being a hater because it's truly one of life's like greatest pleasures, you know, being a hater as a hockey fan. I think it's harder for you guys. For me, I'm locked on Twitter. So it's like, I say whatever I want. And it's like, I live in no fear of being quote tweeted. Like sometimes literally, because now Twitter, you can see when people bookmark your tweets. And it's like, I was like saying some stuff about the Leafs. They kept getting bookmarks. It's like, you're not like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't dunk on me. Like, I'm invincible. I am jealous of you in that sense. Because I'm like, that's why I can't just say stuff. But I do like when it's the team that my team is playing in the playoffs that I'm obviously a hater and it's really easy to be because it's like Vegas and then it was also LA and LA fans were just I forget I forgot like no offense but I forgot they had fans because (laughs) it's like they're not like a hockey twitter beloved team either Mm -hmm. so it was just men and those people are really easy to dunk on because they're just like they kept coping like even at the end of the season when the Oilers were like doing really good and like they won a million games in a row or whatever and I remember seeing LA Kings at first they were really confident and then as they kept winning they were like oh I think I hope we play in Vegas actually instead of the playoffs (laughs) like I think that's a better matchup for us it's like no you're scared like and then anytime anything happened they just kept moving the goalposts and it's like oh we got Gretzky it's like you weren't alive then like and you, I don't even think Gretzky won the cup of them. So, like, yeah. And then Vegas is just yeah. really easy to back on. So. Yeah, Vegas. Actually, yeah. Like, you had good, like, hater matchups. Because it's like, I feel like LA fans, from what I saw, literally the only thing I saw was people being like, uh, like, has Tim Stutzla gotten a point in playoffs yet? And it's like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> why do you care? And then also Vegas. Vegas less Vegas fans so much just Vegas like the official Twitter account is the most annoying thing ever and it's hard because I muted the account and then now I'm like wait I should unmute them just so I can dunk on them but I'm like no I'll I'll wait and then I'll just do a mass dunking I think that's why I'm selective with my hatred because then it's so satisfying to do it after And then just Mm -hmm. do a bunch in a row where, like, I don't even bookmark them because I'm also very superstitious. And I'm scared bookmarking them will not let me hate on them. And then (laughs) I just remember. I just have a memory. I'm like, I remember when they said this about Leon Dreisettle four months ago. And, yeah. (laughs) That's so incredible. It's like an encyclopedic knowledge just for hating. In 2017, since Twitter had a tradition where 
every time the sends went around, um, we would have the ceremonial retweeting of the haters. I believe it was Luke Peristi who started this. Shout out to him. I know he's a, an avid listener. Um, and we would just retweet all the like hater tweets about the sends. And it was so wonderful. And um, it was it was just a great moment of coming together. I don't know if other fan bases do this, at least not in a like ceremonial way. I'm kind of glad they don't because I would get retweeted a lot. Um, but also, I feel like you shouldn't live your life in fear <laughs> of being retweeted or like quote tweet dunked on for hating, you know, like that shouldn't stop you from hating is my personal philosophy. True. And I did do that a lot last year versus the abs. And that's why when they got eliminated, it was one of my favorite <laughs> days, like more than any other team, because their fans are just like, you think, oh, it's like the hockey. Tw-. No, they're a popular hockey Twitter team. And within like the fun side of hockey Twitter, which is fine. Those fans don't even bother me as much as they're like dude bro fans are like really <laughs> insane. Like producer Drew, who are you? Like, why did Steve Dangle make you famous? Like, because he has the worst takes known to like and then Steve Dangle gave him a platform for that to make him think people care about his opinion and yeah it's just the worst thing ever so when they got eliminated they were coping so hard because they were like oh we're injured and like Makar like got suspended for something he did and it's like (laughs) okay but if Nathan McKinnon was really that clutch he could have scored another goal that did count and wasn't offside so yeah. Nathan McKinnon should learn from Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. I like didn't, I like tweeted about this a little while ago, but like I didn't even know the Avs were like technically good this year. Like technically they won their division, which I was like, what? Like, cause the way, like from every like Avalanche fan I saw, they were like acting like the, like, it was like the worst season ever and like oh my god like this is literally awful and then i was like wait what but then when so then when they lost in seven i was like okay i guess they were like justified it was just like i was so happy and i don't even know why because like there's no basis for me to hate the avalanche but i was just like good i think it's just because nathan mckinnon and kill mccarr like frustrate me (laughs) i think it's fair to just hate good teams yeah that too. And the reigning Stanley Cup champions, like, you're allowed to hate them. But also, Avs fans act like having just one terrible season is, like, worth it. Like, oh, we had we suffered. It's like, you don't know suffering. Like, we had a decade <laughs> of seasons like that. Like, you just had the one. And you act like it was, like, Gabe Landeskog acts like he was tortured. Like, he was like, <laughs> oh my god, we went through that and then we won the cup? Like, look at us. It's like, you had one, like, Nooch went through way more than you did and you stole his calder like just yeah the sends went through more than the avalanche did after the avalanche cursed the sends by giving them mad Duchesne. so i i don't think that they have any right to be upset i know the other team we everyone enjoyed hating on was the bruins that was awesome when they lost because that was so surprising i also didn't like get to watch that game so I saw like it was an overtime and then I just like obsessively refreshed like the NHL app and like that was an excellent day because like I don't even think Bruins fans are that annoying anymore but it's like for some reason it was just like like it's just like a classic like hating on the Bruins just is, like such mm-hmm. like it's like all reliable it's like that's just like such a nice thing to do it's just like vintage like yeah and also the president's trophy team losing is just like the 
it's it happens every year and it's always satisfying <laughs> like because i knew when they kept breaking these records during the regular season i'm like just you wait because i'm like even if i was a fan of that team i wouldn't be able to enjoy it or i probably would but like <laughs> i because you know like you know i kept seeing all these graphics like most wins most this most that our goalies are in love with you it's like they're <laughs> they're gonna turn on each other like in the playoffs like something and that's what happened so like it did all have to come crashing down like i kept saying all season that they have first round exit vibes and it's just like all these like i don't know actual analysts and analytic people kept being like there's no way the Bruins are gonna lose in the first round like they're the heavy cup favorites I'm pretty sure the athletic wrote something where they were where they gave like a bold prediction for each series and their bold prediction for the Bruins first round series was that the Panthers would win a single game and it was sort of like haha everyone knows the Panthers are getting swept but we're gonna say it's in five and it was I just kept reading all this stuff going have you guys never watched hockey in your lives? Do you not know that this is exactly how it works? Exactly. And also the goalie thing was really wild to me because obviously I like I respect friendship, but I knew like I'm like they're both good and in the playoffs they coaches are boring and they only go with one goalie. So after that mm-hmm. happened, I was like they're going to turn on each other. And I don't even think they turned on each other, but in my head they did because and there was like a big confrontation or, confrontation or like a lover's quarrel. And <laughs> yeah, but I also did feel bad for Jeremy Swayman because I think he could become the Joker after this because he <laughs> went with Omar for six games, even though he was struggling and he might be injured. So it was like, and then they put him in for game seven and made him shoulder the game seven loss. So he was the only Bruin I felt bad for because then he's just like, why would they make him do that? So if he, next season, if he just becomes evil, I'll, I support it. Like, <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know that happened. Oh my God. That's like an awful narrative. Because I saw after that, like, Allmark was like fully injured. And it's like, yeah, like. Uh, like why would you play him that's the other thing where it's like why did that happen like hockey coaches are actually so insane like I promise like especially goaltending it's so random sometimes like I promise you're probably better off just playing like like even like Swayman's so good you'd probably be better off playing like an emergency backup goalie than like a severely injured like (laughs) Allmark like it's just so stupid but yeah I the other thing is that, like, it was unfair of me, but throughout the entire season, whenever they, like, would hug, I'd be like, they're stealing the sense thing of having friends. Exactly. It's like, I know the sense didn't invent having friends, but I was like, <laughs> only the sense are allowed to have friends. <laughs> That's true. But also the hug, I feel like people got sick because they won so much. I know they were sick of doing, like, they had to be tired of doing, <laughs> it's like, oh, we got to do the hug again. Like, it almost seemed like a, like how on reality television, like, there's a showman's. And it's not real, <laughs> but you have to put it on front of the cameras. I feel like that's what it was by the end of it. Like, I feel like they were going to turn on each other. Like, it's like a bachelor, like, he's not here for the right reasons type thing. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, oh, we got to go. Hug- oh my God. Like, we won another game. Like, I'm like, was it that fun? I don't know, but I'm also a hater. So <laughs> it's queer baiting and it's a fake romance. We see through it. Exactly. And also, I another I just thought of another thing of being in terms of being a hater where um, I think it was um, Megan defenseman on Twitter, they were like, um, Oh, 
this McDavid and Drysaddle like saying nice things about each other in media is so that's like Chris Kreider and Mika's Sabanajad's thing. And it's like, no, it's not. They've been doing that since the beginning of their career. So Chris <laughs> Kreider did not invent that. Like, and to say that, to compare them is just like, I respect Rangers fans, but like, yeah, he, Chris Kreider did not invent that. He just randomly started doing that. And even I, I find it like his, okay, this is controversial, but they they also remind me of reality television showmans because why are you crying on camera about like Mika? Like why are you crying about it? like Okay, low key, why do they low key give like PR couple like Chris Kreider and Mika to finish out? Literally, because I don't see any and I follow a lot of Rangers fans. So I'm also being defensive because they came for McDavid and Drysaddle, but it's like I don't see them hang out that much outside of their showmans. So like yeah. McDavid and Drysaddle like... vacation together. What do Mika and Chris do? <laughs> they just give interviews. Like Mika and Chris are like freaking they are the Sean Mendes and Kabila Cabello. Like I don't believe in it <laughs> type thing. Actually, I don't know if I believe this is like a tangent. I don't know if I believe in Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello, but just like substitute in a PR couple. And that's like Chris Kreider and Mika Zibinijad. Whereas like, I don't know the celebrity couple I would assign to like McDavid and Dreisaitl. This could be a good question. Do you yeah. have a celebrity couple you think they match? True. I don't, I don't know a lot of celebrity because so many of them break up. So I don't yeah. want to put that on them. But like, I feel like in terms of sense, I'll just say like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively because they're chilling. <laughs> they don't actually PR, so I I'll give that to them because just in the honor of Sens, and maybe he'll be their future owner. Who knows? And I guess McDavid does kind of own the Sens. No offense. That's gonna be a great setup. <laughs> or at least in the bubble. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, in the bubble that was awful. Oh my god. Would they go like nine and oh? Yeah, they beat them every day. And but then they sent them the next year, so it's fine. Yeah, they did do that. Where like in following seasons, when Oilers would have like a skate or something, I'd be like, Can they play like the bubble sends again? Like every time (laughs) I would watch one of those games, I knew they would win. And it was just like it was like easy television, like yeah, that was like so embarrassing. Yeah, but that's also how the Oilers play against. People. Yeah, but that's also how the Oilers play against the Minnesota Wild, which is really random. But they lose every game that they play against them. So I think every team has a team like that where they just they're not a good matchup, at least in the regular season. For the Sens, unfortunately, it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, for the Sens against the like bubble Oilers, though, I wonder if it was like, because that was Tim Stutzel's first season, he was just so starstruck by Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, actually. Like, he is a huge Connor McDavid fan, too. He was like, I don't even know how to play right now. Like, I forget yeah. everything I know about but hockey. actually, Timmy was weirdly good in those games. He just kept losing. Like, yeah. the team lost. But he, he was just auditioning. He was just, like, showing them, like, look at me like I'm good just like you (laughs) (laughs) 
he was so focused on showing off for McDavid and Dreisaitl that he just forgot to be a team player, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because I forgot that he actually did play really well. So, like, I guess he wasn't so nervous. But, yeah, that's a good explanation. I'll just assign it to that. But, yeah, that was so painful to watch. Because every game was also, like, 15 nothing. Like, it wasn't even close. It was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> And they also started at like 10 p.m., which was 11 p.m. for me because I was living in Nova Scotia at the time. And I was staying up until 2 a.m. to watch them lose, which like, why did I do that? And it was, yeah, why did you do that? And it's funny because <laughs> I remember like North, when you explain North Division discourse to people, it's like a different <laughs> like phenomenon because I'm like, what were we talking about that we were so bored? But like, I remember there was discourse that it's like, McDavid shouldn't win the heart because he stat pads against the Sens. And it's like, who do you think the Sens are? They're beating the Leafs like every game. <laughs> like the North Division is just weird. And the and the Flames. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just it honestly if it wasn't for the Oilers, it would have been the Sens who were had the Habs like Cinderella story. But that's also like that is so deeply offensive to be like that doesn't count because he got to play the Sens. It's like oh my I god, I didn't know this. <laughs> like the idea that like yeah, okay, but also that. like it's so Sens that the Sens were like so bad during the bubble season that they like almost I forget if McDavid actually won the heart that year or not but like did they did they actually rob him of the heart or did they like almost do it because either no, way that's he won so it funny. unanimously <laughs> oh yeah I remember that but like the fact that like his biggest competition in the heart trophy conversation was like the sense being so bad and they were almost so bad that they like lost that for him like they the sense almost single-handedly like formed fraud allegations against him just because of how bad they were and it was so funny because during those divisions i never watched any other team any other divisions i only watched the North division okay. like, none of it mattered but there were like teams in other divisions where they were so bad that they would all stat pad against them too, but no one cared because it's they're not Canadian. Yeah, that was actually like, wow, what a fever dream. I remember like one day in like the middle of the like bubble season, checking the standings and I hadn't been watching, I hadn't watched the previous season because I was studying abroad that year. So I was like a little bit out of the loop. And I remember looking at one of the divisions and being like, oh yeah, I'll bet Buffalo is good now because like, you know, they've been tanking for so long. And then seeing them, Buffalo had like barely won a single game. Like it was ridiculous. It was worse than the Sens. And I was watching that being like, oh my God, something like something happened here. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like catches ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was it was so weird because that was the season where they had Taylor Hall. Randomly he decided to take his yeah. talents to Buffalo. And exactly. it was so bad and he hated his life. And then that's how he got to the Bruins. But it was just like, what a weird season. Like <laughs> But I'm actually glad that it was like Tampa that won because then Tampa gets out and they also had all this stuff about like circumventing the cap because I feel like if any Canadian team had one, they would have gotten like fraud allegations because yeah, that season was so weird. Because <laughs> now even Tampa has fraud allegations. First team like in the, like ever to win back-to-back cups. And it's like they, and people are like, oh, they're like frauds though. And it's like, you know what? 
maybe because it's like I know they're not but it's like watching them play against the Leafs I was like okay yeah this like these are frauds <laughs> literally like who cares about injuries they're just for <laughs> it's crazy because they were so bad against the Leafs last year too yeah and like Nick Paul single-handedly like won that and they made it to the final like I don't remember anything about their run <laughs> Like, me neither. How did that happen? That was actually, like, whoa. I And then, you know what? Then maybe we'll argue that the Avalanche are frauds because, like, the like Campbell was washed at that point. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the Avalanche, if they had, if it had been Avsens, I think we all know what would have happened. <laughs> exactly. If it was anyone's sense, we know what would have happened. Exactly. But that's how much I hated the Avs that I was rooting for a Tampa 3P. That's how much I hated the Avs. Like, <laughs> Wait, me too. I don't remember why though but i was like i also wanted to do with me yeah i, I was just so traumatized by the tweet yeah. all right my thing is like i don't want other fan bases to be happy so i'm like you know what if the same team just wins over and over again oh. like i don't care their fans like they're they won't even care at that point right like just let tampa win a bunch of times in a row and then the suns will win and and that's it and they're used to it. They have their parade route down. Like, they don't need to clear yeah. the city. It's just more convenient that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's also, like, an easy team to forget exists, I find. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I can just, like, forget that, like, a team won the cup. Yeah. True. That's how that was me with the Avalanche this year. And I feel like everything <laughs> bad that happened to them, like, not that I injured them. Of course, I would never injure anyone. But, like, everything <laughs> bad that happened to them. I was like, well, you won the cup, so you should still be party. Like, as fans were sad about their first round exit, it's like, you should still be partying. Like, why are you sad about the playoffs? <laughs> I know that a lot of Sens fans um, hate Tampa or, like, are embarrassed when Tampa wins because the Sens and the Lightning entered the league at the same time. So they think it's embarrassing for the Sens. But honestly, I think that's just funny. Like, I'm so far past being embarrassed about anything that happens with the sense i'm like yeah this is my my stupid little team that is so bad (laughs) yeah oh my god also wait speaking of the sense should we talk about like the ownership stuff did we talk about that no yes okay so we have the most famous oilers (laughs) fans in the world here to talk to us about the playoffs and we thought you know, you're coming on Elite Sens brain. We have to force you to talk about the Sens. And actually, okay, before we get to the ownership thing, we should do our recurring segment, which is what did Brady Kachuk do this time? Yes, and he did exactly one thing, I think, which is just go to a Panthers game. But it's funny because he lied because he was like, I'm not going to go to Panthers games. Like, it's different this year. Like, we almost made the playoffs and like, they're a divisional rival. So I'm not going to go. And then like a week later, he's absolutely there and he's like hanging out with his family so it's like it's cool that he lied like I enjoy (laughs) liars I don't know (laughs) and it's also funny like I feel like everything goes back to hating women because everyone's like oh this is what engagement does to a man and because he's not as like excited but it's like maybe he's just not a Panthers fan maybe he was just a Flames fan (laughs) like are you blaming his fiance (laughs) Wait, what? I didn't even see that. That's so insane. Yeah. Imagine seeing Brady Kachuk. Also, like, yeah, seeing Brady Kachuk act, like, somewhat normal and be like, ugh, I hate women. Like, that's so funny. 
<laughs> and also, like, you think of all the shenanigans he got up to this season, like, after his engagement, and then people are like, oh, no, now now he, like, sips wine in a box with his family instead of going nuts in the crowd, and, like, he's mellowed out. He's a different man now. Like, you know this happened a year ago, right? Yeah, and that's just what Florida does to a person. Like, why are you blaming his fiance? <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. As if he literally wasn't, like, drunk in, like, the byword market, like, yelling about how the Suns <laughs> were going to win the cup, like, well-engaged. Like, he, guys, like, he's still crazy. He's just, like, he has to be normal in Florida. It's, like, it's, like, that thing where it's, like, Brady Kachuk acting normal versus, like, the real Brady. Like, he, this is just him acting normal. Oh, my God. I think he's just so relaxed in Florida. Like, he's just spending, in my head, he's spending all his time just, like, you know, yeah. in a, like in a you know chair on the beach in his crocs right like drinking beer um like basically what he was at the all-star game right like that's just him all the time he's just chilling he's unbothered by everything i am expecting him to show up and uh cheer passionately against the leafs this round though i'm i'm holding out hope for that I think that would be so hilarious. And it's like, even though like technically Panthers are also a divisional rival, every single Sens fan would understand if he just like showed up and was like in full Panthers gear, everyone would be like, exactly. Like, that's what we wanted to see. Yeah. So anyways, (laughs) um, moving on to more Sens talk, obviously we need to talk about the ownership stuff because apparently it's not just Ryan Reynolds that's interested in buying the team. Apparently... Every single celebrity wants to become the owner of the Sens, including the most, well, not the most recent edition, but the big news story that was that came out recently, which was Snoop Dogg apparently wants to become the owner of your Ottawa Senators. And also, even more recently, The Weeknd also wants to own the Sens, which like, okay, The Weeknd and Ryan Reynolds, I'm like, yeah, so they're both Canadian. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense that like they like care and stuff. And Snoop Dogg is a big hockey fan and stuff. So that also makes sense. But it's just jarring to find out that like people have heard of Ottawa for some reason. (laughs) Like whenever someone like mentions Ottawa, I'm like, oh my God, like you guys heard? Like, (laughs) and but my question is like for you guys as the only Sens fans ever, like who do you want to own the Sens? Because it's ultimately up to you guys. Yeah, we're going to make a decision like later this month, I think. But I actually don't know. I just like, I'm so starstruck that it's like, and I know we've talked about this before, where it's like, it's such small town vibes to be like, wow, like a celebrity. But it's like, I'm fully just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe they want the sense. So it's like, I'm honestly like fine with any ownership. Like as long as like they're like, because I know both like, Uh, like Snoop Dogg was talking a lot about like wanting to like bring hockey to like more marginalized communities and stuff and like that's so awesome so it's like I think like there's really good elements of like everyone like everyone would bring but it's like I'm just so like amazed that like everyone is talking about the sense that like I'm good with anyone I know I'm kind of the same although I will say I think I'm I'm like being convinced to join like team snoop dog because like everything he says makes this more incredible to me like he's a bigger celebrity it's and just like yeah all the stuff he's talked about with like yeah wanting to have a like mostly black ownership group and um you know do tons of like 
outreach and you know get more like black kids into hockey and stuff and help make hockey more accessible to like low-income people like everything he's talked about I'm like this would be so good for the game and I would love to have this guy like representing the Sens so I think so also he just he seems cool the vibes are good with Snoop Dogg I also like that he could be stealing um his like he could be taking his how he's a fan of the LA Kings and completely switching it up and becoming a Sens fan. And I think that would be funny. Yeah, like LA Kings fans go from like like one to zero. Like there's no more LA Kings fans if Snoop Dogg becomes a Sens fan. Um, yeah, it's also just crazy to think that like Eugene Melnick used to own this team. Like how far <laughs> we have come where it's like, we're like debating the merits of like, well, do I want Ryan Reynolds or Snoop Dogg? It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that it used to be Eugene Melnick. <laughs> And it's funnier because did you guys see that tweet from like that well-meaning sense fan? Maybe were they were well-meaning? I don't know because they really set themselves up to be dunked <laughs> on because they were like, oh, these poor, this poor family, the Melnick family, like they're, everyone's oh, debating yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It's like they're about yeah. to become really even more rich. I think yeah, they're happy. Like, they're about to sell the Ottawa Senators for a billion dollars at least. Like I think like they're good. Like I think they're chilling. <laughs> And it was written so sincerely that it was funny. Like, <laughs> like they kind of signed up for this. I don't know. Um, but also, I'm obsessed with the fact that, like, the Pittsburgh Penguins were sold in 2021. And, like, nobody cared. Right? I mean, obviously, it was a slightly different yeah, situation. Like, it wasn't, they were, like, publicly for sale. But why, <laughs> why were none of these celebrities interested in buying the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are a pretty big deal? But now that the Ottawa Senators are for sale, it's, like, everybody wants them. It's funny because, not to make this, but, like, I will. It's, like, people are, like, oh, Sidney Crosby. Like, he's part of, he's, like has a like at least in Canada everyone knows who he is and still no celebrities wanted to buy the penguins and then people are like there's like a tweet every day it's like oh Connor McDavid is boring and has no personality it's like how did Sidney Crosby not get any celebs to want to buy the penguins like <laughs> go after him and like you know but like not too hard but like you know yeah, yeah. even Snoop Dogg like name dropped name dropped McDavid so it's like Connor McDavid is doing better than Sidney Crosby, like in terms of name recognition. Probably, yeah. yeah well, but... and it's also it's funny because, like, in the Ian Mendez interview with Snoop Dogg, he talked specifically about like how he wants to market the players, and so yeah, he like I don't I don't think Snoop Dogg actually mentioned the players by name but there was a whole thing about how Snoop Dogg thinks that the players are super exciting and wants to market them and I'm just I'm picturing like what what kind of marketing would Snoop Dogg create for Brady Kachuk like this is the most incredible duo I can possibly think of you know like Tim Snoop could be doing like shampoo ads like the exactly. possibilities are endless <laughs> It's just going to be incredible. I just can't wait for this team to get sold. Because it's like, I am, like, it's so cool to hear about, like, news every day. But I'm also, like, just, like, sell the damn team. Like, I am kind of, like, like just get on with it, you know? It's like the week before the finale of The Bachelor where you're, like, okay, we get it. At this point, though, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm, like, how many celebrities are going to get involved? Like, actually... I want this to keep going. I want to see how many celebrities start trying to buy the team, right? Like, who is the most famous person we could get yeah. involved? 
yeah it's very much like prettiest girl at the party type thing where it's like oh my god like everyone's fighting over the sense like that's so awesome <laughs> Taylor Swift is gonna announce it at the Eras tour right <laughs> yes and she's gonna perform only in Ottawa she's gonna do a residency <laughs> in Ottawa <laughs> but like funny seeing different traits pop up of like oh, well, this owner does this with these players and this one then does this. Because I saw a tweet about Ryan Reynolds where it was like, I don't follow like soccer slash football that much, but they were saying that he gets really close with the players. And I'm like, is Ryan Reynolds going to like become best friends with like, I don't know, Shane Pinto? Like what's going on? Like, again, that's the thing where it's, like, they don't even exist in the same world to me. And it's like, I know that like Ryan Reynolds went to a game, but it's like, I... So, like, he technically saw the Sens play. I don't think he saw them score any goals. <laughs> no, they, he definitely didn't. But it's, like, in my head, like, they still don't exist in the same world. So it's, like, so interesting. Like, they could possibly be one, what's it called? Like, one degree of separation away from, like, Blake Lively and Taylor Swift and their group of friends. Like, the, like, probability of Taylor Swift knowing about Brady Kachuk is now, like, higher than it's ever been like it used to be zero and now it might be like still low maybe like five percent but it's like oh my god imagine like like taylor swift being like yeah i know brady chuck oh my gosh like for some reason that is like blowing my mind well didn't she like recently get dinner with blake lively i can't believe i know this um <laughs> but like you know she was probably hanging out with blake lively and then surely Blake is talking about how her husband is trying to buy this hockey team, you know? Like, I know Taylor's going through a breakup and stuff, but, like, clearly Blake is also talking. Like, obviously Blake will be talking about the most exciting thing in her life, which is the hockey team purchase. Exactly. So, like, I'm sure the conversation was, like, dominated by, like, Brady Chuck, and that's it. It'd be funny, you know, how, like, after every celebrity hung out with Taylor Swift, it's, like, they unfollowed Joe Alwyn. It'd be funny if, like, after hanging out with Blake Lively, Taylor Swift followed Brady Kachuk. That <laughs> <laughs> happens to everyone, right? Like, Blake Lively just starts hanging out with a bunch of Hollywood celebrities and they all follow <laughs> just Brady. Nobody else. Just Brady. Yeah, no one else. It's just only Brady and ever. then Crocs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They all start wearing Crocs because of him. Exactly. Oh my gosh, Brady Kachuk goes to the Eras tour. I can like see it all now. Like that's the thing. It's like in my mind and it's so perfect. It's all coming together. Exactly. So there are pros and cons with Snoop Dogg and Ryan <laughs> You guys win either way. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be cool. Like I know it's not going to happen, but it'd be cool if like all the celebrities just got together and like bought exactly. the <laughs> I'm sure together they have enough money. Yeah, just like make the most famous team. It's like the people's Ottawa Senators. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but all this to say, like, Taylor Swift is going to start going to some games. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, do you think Taylor Swift, uh, I, there's a country music connection with the Sens because of Mike Fisher, right? Like, maybe she knows about them, but also, like, Mike Fisher did famously leave the Sens to, to, to pursue uh, country music. Not, like, not, like, actually, but, you know, to, to marry a country music star. That, I phrased that weirdly. <laughs> but, yeah, so that one's hard because it's like, okay, maybe... 
actually yeah because maybe taylor swift would have like met carrie underwood at some point they definitely have and been like mm. oh who's your husband and then carrie underwood could have been like have you heard of the ottawa center <laughs> like he used to play for them <laughs> she's like of course i've heard of <laughs> yeah this is just like us like i guess writing a fanfic essentially about how taylor swift knows about the sense oh my god now I have to look up their tags. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> After this podcast, it will go from zero to at least one. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. What if Ryan Reynolds or Snoop Dogg becomes side characters on <laughs> Hockey oh. RPM? <Arfia? laughs> After they start owning, like the possibilities. Just like in passing, Brady Kachuk was like, "Well, yeah, I was talking to Snoop Dogg," and like in the dialogue, like that's what he said. <laughs> If you're reading this and you write Hockey Arpia, please write this. Yeah, like they they should help them in their case for ownership because it'll help them become more famous. So anyways, the other thing that we wanted, okay, we had two other things that we wanted to talk about with the sentence. The first is, this is old news, but that Ian Mendez article about Shane Pinto and Jake Sanderson living together is my favorite hockey article ever written. I'm obsessed with it. It had everything. A murder mystery of a guinea pig. Like, oh my gosh. Read it if you haven't. It was insane. And I only saw the snippets from your guys' Twitter. So it's like, <laughs> every sense story is like, sounds like made up. Like, I'm like, this is something that sense Twitter would have like made up. And that's what happens to the sense. It's like, you guys manifest things and then they be- just become true. Because I was like, what? <laughs> like, this would never happen for any other team. <laughs> The quote about how was it <laughs> Pinto texted well Jake Sanderson or something like when he texted me that I that he was at the mall I was so hyped like I dropped everything to get to the mall I like I was crying laughing I don't know why I thought that was the funniest thing ever yeah it's because like if you like have ever spent time in Ottawa you know actually that feeling of like. I gotta get to Bayshore. Like, that's actually like, a pretty universal feeling, I think. So, like, it's nice that Jake Sanderson experienced, like, the joy of playing into Bayshore Mall. Anyways, I don't think there's much to say about that article. Just, it was it was wonderful. Um, Ian Mendez rocks. But the last topic about the Sens that we wanted to talk about is how they might finally have a chance to undo the curse that was placed on them in 2017 because in like next season they will be returning to the scene of the crime and going to Sweden to play a few games i think like that's the like it's the type of thing where it's like you have to like return like to like undo it all yeah like you were saying so it's like i think like if the Sens make the playoffs next year, that's why. Like, it's because, like, some, like, ancient, like, magical, like, evil energy was, like, undone when they returned. And it's happening in November, which is always the month that just tanks them. So I feel like every team that does these trips at the beginning of the season, it just curses them because then they have to travel. Like, it's a lot of short trips. So then they're just, like, tired. And it's, like, yeah, they have to really enjoy it. Like... It has to be a fun trip. Like, they have to plan little activities for them so that it doesn't, it undoes the curse. <laughs> well, I will say that for one, it's going to be a long trip. So there won't be as much like 
you know, exhaustion from traveling, they'll have time to recover too. I coincidentally was actually just in Stockholm and there's lots of cool stuff to do. There are like Ottawa Senators players slide into my DMs. I'll tell you which museums to visit. It's super fun. I think they're going to have a great time. I do hope they spend some time figuring out how to undo the curse though. Mm -hmm. Just like they have to like, contact like everyone who was there last time and be like what did you do exactly and then they have to like go shabbat and like do it all in reverse or something like that shabbat was he oh my gosh shabbat will like know then are there any players that are from sweden or like specifically stockholm uh i don't think stockholm but it's sweden yeah. actually i just i learned something i have i have some very upsetting news to report um which is that okay so while i was in sweden i met up with our hockey twitter friend mio who's from sweden right and she un- informed me that apparently we have been pronouncing some names wrong apparently it is brandstrom that's how it's pronounced our favorite little short king <laughs> or as i like to call him derek <laughs> <laughs> Derek Brandstrom. Yeah, I I tried to say it before we started recording and like I couldn't. So like unfortunately, like the way Viata does like francophone names, I guess she will also do Brandstrom like that and I will continue to be like the most anglophone ever and just say them very English. In like 2019, the Oilers, they went to Cologne, Germany, which is where Liana's from, and they like played a game there. And then obviously that season was also like I think they went 2018-2019. So that season was very cursed as well, obviously. But, like, Leon did score 50 goals and get 100 points for the first time that season. So I feel like any of the Swedish players, like, that could be them. Like, I think Eric Brandstrom will score 50 goals. (laughs) I I believe believe it. it. Totally, that's going to happen. Also, yeah, apparently Forsberg is pronounced Fusby? Something like that. Um, Which is very different from how we've been pronouncing it i hope he's okay with the anglicized version yeah yeah oh my gosh so sorry to eric brandstrom and anton forsberg we cannot say or like i can't say your names Viatican now but like oh my gosh we are very sorry it's so sad also okay another bit of bad news to report from my trip to sweden i know that several sens fans have um are planning trips to stockholm to watch the global series uh very like leafs fan coded of them like this is just like leafs fans invading florida but i'll allow it because there are going to be more leafs fans invading stockholm anyway so we need sense fans but a lot of people have been asking me what to do in stockholm and unfortunately i need to issue a warning to everyone this might also be related to the curse i don't know but One of the big things to do in Stockholm that a lot of you are going to want to do, I hope the Sens do this, it's to go to the ABBA Museum. And the ABBA Museum is exactly what you would expect. It is a place that is full of joy. It is a wonderful, magical place where there's just (laughs) ABBA music playing all the time. But unfortunately, there is a Leafs jersey on display because apparently... And yeah, there are clips from ABBA performing at Maple Leaf Gardens wearing, at least one of the members of the band was wearing a Leafs jersey. So I just want to warn people because personally, I was very upset. Uh, I was quite horrified to see such a a hateful (laughs) symbol in a place that is so joyful. 
And uh, I, I, I don't want any other Sens fans <laughs> to experience that. Thank you so much for the warning. I'm sure all of our listeners who are going will like, just like take time to prepare yourself. We're not saying don't go to the Abbey Museum. We're not saying boycott the Abbey Museum until they take it down. We would never. But... <laughs> But just like mentally prepare yourself for like the horrors that lie within. <laughs> and also the sins maybe. I don't know if it will help the curse or hurt the curse for them to go to the museum. So yeah. maybe exactly. if they know, then it'll like fill them with rage and they'll be like, we need to win. We need to have our jersey there. Abba should buy the sins. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Abba, if you're listening, also buy the sins. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, Twitter user at OilyGifs, for joining us. Is it OilyGifs or OilyGifs? I think we, we had this discussion between the two of us. I like to say GIFs, but I know that's not popular, but it's my birth name, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the proper pronunciation, and we should respect it. Okay. I will adjust accordingly. Yes. Um, so anyways, how can people find you online? Wait, me? Oh, <laughs> at Oily Gifts. And I also have a main that is just at Seneca underscore 1020, where I tweet about figure skating <laughs> sometimes. So if you're interested, but mainly just Oily Gifts. Okay, thanks again for joining us. As always, you can follow the podcast at uh, Elite Sends Brain, or you can follow me. I am at C Viata E, or I am at Erickson's Burner. Um, and yeah, strongly recommend everyone follow at Oily Gifs. Best like follow on hockey Twitter. I mm-hmm. swear to God, like bangers all the time. Um, so yeah, thank you again for joining us, joining us and talking about the Oilers. Um, everyone, drop this time. We'll switch it up a bit. Drop a Go Sends Go, and also drop a. Is it just go Oilers go? Is that what people say? Or is it let's go Oilers? I think it's less, let's go Oilers. I think go okay, sense drop, go sense thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Drop a go sense go and also drop a let's go Oilers. Because again, we're forming an alliance. So drop both of those to like make yourself known in the alliance. Go sense go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.